what must it be like to live under a promise? Wondering if every day might be the day the promise will come true. What must it be like to see names among the stars of generations yet unborn and the adventures they will have in a world they will never know? What must it be like to share a faith that finds its meaning not in the soaring buildings of religion, but in God's own midnight cathedral? Let us gather under this promise, more ancient than stone, more ancient than word, more ancient than scripture, yet calls us still into tomorrow. Hello, I'm Rory Hamilton, the Minister of Newcopatrick Parish, and thanks for letting us meet you under the stars. Not that many can be seen behind our usual Scottish summer rain clouds. Maybe the faith we have is simply to believe there really are stars, as we really hardly see them. But under the stars is where we join our story today of Abraham, the first of the ancients, who lived under them and travelled under them each day, being reminded of that promise God gave. Look up, Abraham. Look up. How many stars can you see? I'm just glad Abraham wasn't Scottish, or he might be seeing nothing. And so Abraham began to count. Great God of every shining constellation, of every name that's threaded through the stars, the promises born deep within the cosmos, we meet each other and the future under heaven's midnight canopy. And we give thanks with silence, for it is all we find to respond to the wonder. A world constantly revealing the promises of God waiting to offer the covenant that has been written into its fabric, longing to be known as the Cathedral of Grace. Yet forgive us, O great Creator, for how we treat this world of promise, treat the fabric of heaven replaced by the fabric of the world. Forgive how we behave towards each child of promise, each one born equally in your sight, but not in each other's. Forgive how we speak of each other, jarring with the song of creation written and rewritten every morning. May we come back to you, return to the promise that is written with our names, radiating in the darkness of night and renewed in the dawn of every sunrise. Let us join together in the global prayer. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Genesis 15, 1-6 After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look towards heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Abraham strokes his greying beard. He's an old man, certainly for the times he's living in. Old and retired, and his beard is long. And he has this habit of stroking it all the way down when he is thinking back, remembering through the years to that night when the stars seemed brighter than they are now. He was younger then, eyesight was better, but his memory still clear. And as he strokes his beard, he remembers how the stars seemed to move that night. Or perhaps it was just a quiver, but they gently spun in rhythm to the voice in his head that he recognised as the one that called him out into his geriatric travels. It was irritating him. It was now telling him to look up. Always look up. And he remembers leaving his bedroom tent with frustration. Sarai had been crying over no children and he didn't know what to do. And this voice was pushing him, look up. So he stormed out and stood there looking at the sky, the same sky it always was. There, said the voice. It's been there all the time and you've never noticed it before. There is my promise to you. As he remembers, he laughs. It was something he was becoming known for, him and his wife. He remembers staring deeply into the sky and finding nothing. The voice waited. It's obvious. Look, Abraham. I am looking. Well, then what do you see? I see a million stars. A million? Have you counted them? No, I haven't. And I don't have enough years left to count them. Well, that's my promise to you. As many stars you see in the sky will be the number of your children. And Abraham laughs. And as he remembers, he always laughs at this bit. He'd been travelling under the promise all his life. And he had never noticed it before. He continued to stroke his beard. How many grey hairs did he have now? Too many. All these children... It would make anyone's beard go grey.
I have a watch that is meant to be smart. It tells me things I didn't know I needed to know, like my heart rate, how many steps I take each day, encourages me every morning with, way to go, Roddy, you closed your exercise ring yesterday, let's do more today. It tells me how loud the noises are around me and warns me when it is too loud. There's an alarm which tells me not just when to waken up, but when to go to bed. You need your sleep, Roddy. And my favourite at the moment, it automatically knows when I wash my hands and dings after precisely 20 seconds. Though it also thinks I'm washing my hands when I'm peeling potatoes and I get extra points for that. The other thing it has is the night sky. And wherever I am in the world, it can show me a map of the heavens and identify the constellations. I bet Abram would have liked one of these, or perhaps he wouldn't, preferring rather to sit under the real thing and create his own constellations of imagined names of imagined children and grandchildren which he didn't yet have. He was given this promise of a star field of generations, and each night he saw that promise, lived under it, waiting, not passively and contentedly, but restlessly. He was quite happy to argue with God, and he did, about when the first child was to be born. At 75, he must have been wondering. And as the months and the years went on, that wonder must have become concern. Had he heard right? Did God really speak of promise in the stars? What must it be like to live under a promise, wondering if today would be the day. And to live like that for 25 years must have taken some encouragement to do so. Of course, Abraham tried to force the promise, identifying others who would become his heirs. But that didn't work. God always interrupted the moments Abraham tried to control his present. I'm not sure he ever got round to trusting the future God had planned, that he eventually would quit trying to control his present. And there is a big, faithful, loving lesson, because it is easy to assume our present shapes our future. It is what we base so much on. And when that present becomes problematic... When there is crisis and pain and uncertainty in the present, we start worrying about the future. We can easily shrink as God's people in the face of fear, of being in the wilderness, when rules are broken and the present is difficult, and all of that seems stronger than God and even love. Faith can wilt when that happens. And in many ways, the pandemic has done that. And our response has been a fear for the future. And oh, absolutely, that is where I am, especially with the church. And we allow that fear to dictate the future. Abraham was there too, exactly there. Fear in the present, having no children, began dictating his future, concubines and others being made heirs. But what came true to for Abraham was an understanding of faith that had far more to do with trust than with certainty. Learning to trust God to be God, even if he couldn't say exactly who God was. For God to shape the future, even if he couldn't say how that could happen.
trusting God to hold the present, even as there was not one shred of evidence that it was so. Might we learn to do that again as congregations facing the future, as parishes, as communities, that we might learn as much about the ways of God from paying attention to the promises still cast across the heavens each night as we can from paying attention to presbytery plans or congregational audits. Perhaps it is not here with our doctrine and creeds and traditions that is a smart place to encounter God, but under a night sky where we can join Abraham still counting, still wondering, still amazed at the promise of God forever revealing itself. Thank you for being the community we are together online here on the podcast and phone line. We also have our YouTube video, which you can find on the website at nkchurch.org.uk and there the diary as well of all the activities that are happening quieter because of the summer at the moment but still with other things going on and you can find the details on the website or in the bulletin which you can download from the website or you can have um, sent to you by post or by email. We share our services over the summer with the Cross Church face-to-face in the sanctuary at 10.30 but also our 9.30 service as well where we do the same story but in a very creative and different way at the 9.30. Um, suitable for, for families and children and for everyone really. Um, so feel free if you are able to come along to either the 9.30 or to the 10.30. At the moment they're in Eucopatric Church but by the middle of July we'll move the whole thing over to the Cross Church. But there'll be more details in the bulletin about that when it happens. So let's gather our thoughts, our prayers together and our prayers for others. Let us pray. Loving God, in the long promise that has accompanied us in every generation, we pray that today this promise shapes a peace for Ukraine and Yemen, the Horn of Africa and Syria. It speaks into the future for those who are hurt and lost and grieving and to all nations wondering when the present is in crisis, what will the future be? In the long promise that has spoken in every generation, may we hear it speak justice to those who receive no justice in our world because of political belief, because of culture, because of religion, because of history. In the long promise that has constantly been with us, may such presence be known to those who have no home fleeing over borders, refugees in their own land and foreign lands, frightened of the present and scared of the future. In the long promise, longer than our own promises, may its tenacity bring hope to those who hunger and those who control trade, those who are poor and those who are powerful, those who seek renewal and those whose morals make them turn their backs. In the long promise that is ours, may those who are ours, our families and our friends, those ill and those recovering, those with mental and physical illness, those anxious, those lonely, those worried, know the promise 
that renews all futures and the God who makes that promise to all. Hear our prayer. So be it. Amen. Go in peace. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. with the grandeur of God. It will flame out like shining from shook foil. It gathers to a greatness like the ooze of oil, crushed. Why do men then now not wreck his rod? <laughs>